Hi there, everybody. My name is Laura Kellen May, and welcome to Equine Business Builders. I've got a very special guest today. Her name is Randy Thompson. And Randy, could you tell us a bit about your business and your URL, if you have well, one Well, first here? of all, I am so honored and privileged to be selected as being one of your guests. And Laura, I wanted to thank you so much for thinking of me and for everything that you've been doing for so many people in the horse industry. Oh, thank you. That's exciting to hear that. That's pretty pretty cool. Thank You're you, welcome. Randy. So, what's your the your URL that you'd like to post out to everybody? Well, I have several URLs. My main URL is horseandriderawareness.com, and I also have howtomarketyourhorsebusiness.com. Oh, excellent. So, they're kind of two different things. Your horse and rider awareness is more about riding and training, and then your how to market your horse business is the business That's end of correct. things. Okay, so did you want to focus on one here today? Do you just want to talk about? Well, first, your first question was to tell me to tell your audience a little bit more about what I do. Some people not, may not know yeah. who I am yet, but we do. Horses and horse people who have come, the people who have come with them, have taught me so much about life and making the choices and decisions that I have made as I've gone through this process. I find that I'm reinventing myself like you have many, many, many times. Currently, I'm focused on what I'm doing with the Horse and Rider Awareness educational programs, which include how to market your horse business, the work I do in the legal world as an expert witness and consultant, and my local clients who ride and compete. So you say your your local clients. Now, how many clients do you have, and what what levels do they compete? Well, I have at? several local clients, you know, that I work with, and I've gone more into the dressage. You know, some people I work with simply want to ride, but uh, I have dressage riders who are competing and winning at up to the national level, from training level through intermediary too. Excellent. So you you post a lot of videos on YouTube, right? And that's um, that's with you, one of your students that you have doing the dressage. There's actually, I think, up to seven students in there. Oh, they're all different students that I've been following over the past four years since I started filming their lessons. I started filming their sessions simply as a way for them to go back and watch what they had done in their lessons because you know most people only remember 10% of what they learn. And then I started sharing them on YouTube and they took on a whole life of their own that I had no idea would even happen. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing that not only are you helping your specific client with that issue, that there's a whole community of people who are out there who also gain experience and need the information that you right. have. Right. That's right. How did you get started with your your riding? Well, how did you get started? I was one in of this those girls business? that was always horse crazy. I I don't think I could ever have imagined without horses in my life. You know, in fact, one of my big, you know, aha moments in my life was when I was in my early 20s that I could make a living in the horse business. I had learned that there were people that were professional trainers and instructors, but I had a block. I really didn't know how to communicate to humans. So that day I realized that the only way that I would be able to make a living in the horse industry to be with the horses that I love so much was to learn to communicate to humans. This led me to years of studying psychology, interspecies communications, and teaching techniques. It opened up my my mind and my imagination to worlds I could never have achieved without that that spear of the horse sparking my imagination to go ahead and live my dreams. 
do you think that your dreams and your ability to communicate with horses has helped to be a better trainer? Yes. By learning how to communicate better with horses, I learned new ways to be able to communicate and be more effective with people. And myself. That's true enough to know. Well, it's important that you know yourself, right? And then, so there's a real kind of bridge between teaching people. I mean, that's what most people focus on is teaching people. But you were focused on the horse and then went and studied how to talk with people so that you you could communicate to the people so that they could communicate to their horse. Exactly. So there's kind of another level. A whole other level because as you know, you're a judge and a clinician and a coach yourself. As you know, our job is to be able to facilitate the interaction, the magic that happens between horses and riders. And it does take skill. It does take knowing how to be able to do it, to be able to inspire people in that way. For those of us who prefer that path. Okay, so uh, what advice do you have for people who want to have a business in the horse world and succeed in the business in the horse world? What do you you think is holding people back? You said you knew what was holding you back, that you didn't really understand how to communicate to people. You know the horse part of it. So what do you think is holding back some entrepreneurs in the horse business? Well, let's begin with with what I believe and others, I'm sure, believe to be the secrets of success. First, most of us who are in the horse world are who own our own business that we love because it's a passion for us. We love what we do and we're able to create anything, almost anything we want to do in our business if we're willing to take the steps to make them to come true. You know, so many people have amazing dreams of what they can do to go forward in their future success. They talk about their dreams, their goals. As you've seen, most of them never get to that point of creating the magic. They forget that to make their dreams come true, they have to take the action steps that will make them come true. And some of those action steps begin with, well, for example, one that we've been working on, is the magic of networking. This was a hard lesson for me. Like I said, I had to learn how to communicate to humans. For people like us, connecting with other successful horse people is very important for our business, especially for those in the horse business who have a local-based business. You need to get out there and meet the other people that are in the horse industry because together you will make a difference for each other. Of course, you want to be selective about who you you associate with, but that's part of our learning process. It's these people who become a part of your network, whatever level of business that you're working on, who will make the biggest impact on your business. You want to discover new ways to promote yourself. It's all about promotion. You are invisible unless other people can find you. That's a really important one. That is so true. Like, how do you not be invisible? Well, for example, well, you use the idea of Facebook. A lot of people will go to Facebook and they'll post their posts and expect people to respond to them, right? But do they take the time to respond to anybody else? There are very few people who reciprocate on that. And the fact is, until they find out a way that works for them, that they understand and they can see the results, they don't know. So a lot of the people we're dealing with on social media still don't know. If you want to be visible, you make other people feel visible. Hey, that's a lot like life, isn't it? If we want somebody to be a part of our life or to appreciate, you know, what we do with our business, our life, what we do is we acknowledge them. Like you and I, we'll have conversations together. And so that's where the promotion comes down to. It's not just about you, 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 you. 
if you want to really promote yourself and become more and more visible to those who are looking for what you have to offer, it's up to you to reach out and find them because they may not even know you exist. Okay, Randy, so we talked a little bit about getting out there and networking and promoting yourself. So what do you think are the biggest stumbling blocks that people have when it comes to creating a business within the horse world? I think the main one is that horse people, because we live, it's almost a fantasy that we live when we get in the horse world because it's so much of our passion. People think that it's just going to magically happen, that they're going to put their trainer shingle on their roof or whatever that they put out there or a sign out in the front and that everybody's going to come to them. That's not how it works. They're still invisible. These people, the stumbling blocks, going back to the stumbling blocks, they just don't know how to promote themselves yet, which is typical of any small business owner. So nobody has to feel bad. All you have to do is find ways you can promote yourself. And as I said before, so many people get stuck in their little box. And this is with any small business owner. I'm not just saying horse people. And the hardest, one of the hardest things that I had to learn was to get out of that box. I used to go to shows and, you know, I thought people just thought I was stuck up or something. And then I realized, you know, because they wouldn't approach me. So I was like, well, you know, I, I was really shy and afraid to reach out is what it really was. And at the time, I was having articles published, so I didn't know what was happening that people weren't approaching me. And then it was one of those aha moments. One day I woke up and I realized, oh, my gosh, it was me. I had created walls around me that kept people away. And so what I learned was, you know, when people look at me to smile, to say hello, if they're in my area or somebody that I want to meet, I walk up and I introduce myself and I start talking to them. And that was, as I said, that was a big deal for me to get out of that box. And so many people, especially in the local levels, will get stuck in that box. Not going up to people and talking to people. Yeah, it's almost like some people would say they get stuck in their, some people say it's because they're stuck in their ego, they get stuck in that place where... They're not comfortable stretching their imaginations and learning anything else different or accepting new ideas or whatever. But I think it's even more than that. I think some people are still, they're so shy. They're so filled with, well, am I good enough? Why would anybody even want to network with me? Why would anybody want to know me? And what they, what most people don't know, and this is something else I learned in my studies, is that most people are more concerned about what you're thinking about them than what you think they are thinking about you. You know, they're so concerned about, like, you and I are talking, but if somebody else joined the group, they would be more concerned about what we might be thinking about them than what they might be saying. So they're more worried about what people are thinking about them. Yes. And in fact, those same people are so busy thinking about themselves, they're not even aware. I think I've gotten past that. I agree. You made a very good point. It's something that most people have to go through. It's part of life's journey. And not everybody gets through it, but because of the business we're involved in, we have most of the time. Well, you have to, to stay alive, right? Yes. How about for you, what was one of the major roadblocks you experienced when you were starting out with your business? Well, when I started out, I didn't even know I was going to be in the horse business. You know, as I went through my journey, at first when I started getting out there, I realized, wow, these people have all of this money. They have all these trainers. They have all these instructors. I'm never going to be able to fit into this world. But now I can look back and I can see that what I saw as roadblocks were really blessings. I was not, as I said, one of those born with a silver spoon in my mouth. 
And I came from an area where we didn't have access to horse and rider training techniques like we do today. In fact, we only had two channels on our home TV and no internet. When it came to horses, I had no idea of what to do other than what I was finding in, for example, the publications like Western Horseman magazine. I don't know if you remember that. It's still out. Yeah. Yep. Do you remember the Professor Barry School of Horsemanship manuals? You know, you know what? I've got a whole stack of them. Ah, I still have them. I know. That was that was my first introduction to international horse training. Professor Barry, I had a pony that I trained with tricks using his manuals. So that opened up my eyes that there was things out there that nobody was telling me back, you know, about. My greatest teachers were in fact the horses who came into my life. I made a lot of mistakes, and I still do, except now they're usually not as dangerous as they were back then. (laughs) Well, you know, we didn't know. (laughs) The things that we did back then, I look back at it now, and I'm like, I'm still alive. How did that happen? (laughs) But, you know, as I rambled around trying to find out what I wanted to do, I tried a lot of different things, and... uh, There wasn't a lot of knowledge about horsemanship or equitation or any of the finer arts available at all. So it was pretty rough. You know, I know a lot of people who are upper level right now who have never experienced that world. They started out with the best trainers, the best horses right away. Well, I didn't have trainers. I didn't have the best horses. Everything was a little bit unsafe. But what it taught me was how a lot of other people in the horse world know what they know. It's all the knowledge that they have available. You know, until they get out of that box and they find another way to do it, it's all that they have. You know, until we get exposed to new realities, new ways of doing things, new ways of stretching our imagination, we stay in that same spot. Just being able to open up my mind and realize that what I thought are Macy is roadblocks are really opportunities for me to open a door into a new level of success. Yeah, I think that I was kind of along the same sort of lines when I was starting to ride. We just, well, for one thing, I know that we just rode. Like, we just got on and went. Although I did have a really good instructor. Once a week we had a lesson, but there, when we rode, like we rode, we tacked up and we brought a lunch and we were gone. And we were gone all day, not... um You know, arrive at the stable, brush, ride for 40 minutes, brush, put the horse back. We were with the horses all day. It's probably the same with you, too. Yes, except for not having a trainer. Going down the road all day, we would just put the saddle on and go. Yes, and expect the horses to go past the semis and everything. We didn't know. So what was the big aha moment, you know, when you overcame one of the major roadblocks? Well, so you said one of your roadblocks was maybe... You thought they were, but they weren't. So what was your biggest aha moment? Well, my biggest aha, as far as my business was going, was I had started, I had gone to my first international equestrian college, Meredith Manor at that time. And uh, somewhere along the way, I was going to the United States Dressage Federations. They had their instructor training programs that were 14 days long at the time. They had Sally Swift coming. So she was there two of the years that I went. But what an amazing woman. You know, she teaches the centered riding. She was amazing. So she was so far out of the box when she came out with centered riding that people didn't know what to think about it. She was one of the first ones who actually came out with a program that she called centered riding. She created a program. She created it, yep. Which was different because she was going into all these insights that, you know, people were teaching military until then. You know, military style, put your heels down, chest up. They weren't always nice because it was the military technique, you know, where they'd say, 
do it now. Can't you get this right? You know, remember that stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, Sally Swift came along, and guess what? She was encouraging riders, being positive, praising the horses and the riders, and I was lucky enough to have seen her and experienced her. And after experiencing her, again, that was while I was at my, you know, at Meredith Manor, that's when I created Horse and Rider Awareness. It was inspired because of what Sally Swift had done. So she was the influence for starting creating that name, which is trademark. Now I'm comfortable creating techniques for horses and riders that are different from what others might be doing. And I'm comfortable because I've used the techniques like Sally did with instructors and trainers and professionals. And I see that they really work. The good news is that people, like what happened with Sally Swift, seem to love what I have to offer simply because it is a different approach. I started exploring the possibilities of being different when I started uh, coaching and certifying instructors and clinicians for the Horsemanship Safety Association. You know, there I had to be able to test what I was doing with professionals, which was another leap of faith, but it really refined You know, you can imagine how it refined everything I was doing, because if I couldn't create techniques that worked, they would have eaten me alive. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Nothing like a group of, you know, 18 bulldogs, I would call them, the the instructors that have been teaching for a while, critiquing what you're doing. A few years ago, I should say, is when I took another leap of faith, when we were talking earlier about when I started the YouTube channel, Randy Thompson Live, And that was simply me filming the lessons of students who we put on YouTube so they'd have the link. And then somehow, through the magic of YouTube and SEO, they took off and they had a whole light of their own, life of their own, which was a little scary for me. Coming up with something that the riders can try that I wasn't alone, that there's horse people, business owners all over the world who are looking for ideas that are new, are not just new, because these aren't these ideas aren't really new. They're just a different way of exploring them. And there's people all over that are looking for something different than the usual head up, heels down. They want it. We're now living in a time where people want to connect with their horses. So uh, that was some of my bigger aha moments. And then, of course, I would say I'd have to add to that as I got into social media, the international recognition that I've achieved. Received is more like it because it was totally unexpected. So that kind of makes you realize that, yeah, you know what? I do know what I'm doing. When you get the people who are watching your YouTube videos and who are commenting to you and you get the awards for your, you think, well, maybe I do know what I'm talking about. Questioning ourselves, right? Right. But like you, I still question that. I'm like, you say, I do know what I'm talking about. And I'm sitting there going, well, I don't know, but it works. It seems to be working for other people. So it works for me. And that's a good thing because it brings me at peace. Because at first when I started, for example, I can use the video as an example because putting yourself out there like that is really a stretch of faith. It's tough. It's It was very hard, but now I've come to a point where I'm at peace with it and I realize that what I have to offer is different and I'm sharing it for free, which, as you know, most people don't do. What, uh, what advice could you give our listeners who feel limited in their options and would like to connect with their passion and carry on with their business? What, can you, what advice can you give them? I'd say, first of all, find somebody to learn from either a mentor, because that's really accepted in the horse business, or do an apprenticeship so that you can learn from somebody who has already found their success and knows the steps that you'll need to go through to go to them. And then uh, next, I would say, I haven't had anybody support me as I've gone through the whole process. 
So I've gone through the school of hard knocks more than some people might ever want to. But if I can make this happen with my limited resources and knowledge and where I came from, I truly believe that just about anybody can make their dreams come true if they really want to. In fact, this is a good time to remind your audience, you know, all those who are listening to your podcast today, that you make a difference. The horse world is a better place because you are in it. There are people in your future who are waiting for you to come. That's really nice, Randy. We all are on this path together, and we will make a difference to somebody. We do. That's really lovely. And you do, too. Look at everything you've been doing. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't seem like you're doing a lot, that you're here and you're, you know, you're just working and working and working and working, and you don't realize that, yeah, do you know what? There's 10,000 people who looked at that video. They go, what? 10,000 people looked at that video? I just kind of put that up there and and, and you don't realize thing. it yeah, and then all of a sudden boom 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 it's going it's going it's going people are looking people That's are talking right. people are emailing you people are putting comments on your website they're I mean you go to a horse show I go to a horse show and they say are you that lady who puts those little two-minute videos on Facebook and, yeah that was me I really like those so you yes. you never know where you're going to see that you, right. you just yeah, you just do. And it's one step at a time. And Laura, you and I have both worked very hard to get to where we are. We're not trying to sugarcoat this and say making your dreams come true in the horse world is just as easy as giving a horse a sugar cube. It's not. It's not. It'll <laughs> challenge you to the depth you know, of your just, soul. You, you just think that, jeepers, I'm here all by myself and no one's listening to me. Well, they are. They're listening. They are. And they're telling their friends. That's right. 